This is Pastor Bill Gay here at Solid Rock Bible Church. We have a message for you today. I hope you're out there. Uh, if you if you have that opportunity and can watch us, would you just leave a little message down there so we can kind of see who's watching and everything? And uh, we appreciate everybody. Uh, today I would like to just speak to you for just a very few minutes on the love and the mercy of God. We know that love, and uh, I guess probably one of the most wonderful truths that this world will ever hear is that God is love, that God loves you. You know, but there are many people in this world today who believe that God is He's a harsh God. He's a cruel God. Some people even say, well, he's a mean God. But the Bible teaches us something entirely different about God. John tells us in 1 John that God is love. In 1 John 4, 8, listen to what it says. He that loves not, or he that does not love, does not know God. For God is love. And then, and then again in 1 John 4, 16, it says, And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love. And he that dwells in love, listen to this, he that dwells in love that has love living in them dwells in God and God in him. So when we have love in us, we also dwell in God but God also dwells in us. He's there with us. And look at what Paul says about the love of God. And you talk about love. Now, I, being human, there's no way that we would probably or could do this. In Romans chapter 5, verse 6 through 10. Now, this is very important, so please listen. While we were still without strength, while we were still without God, at the right time, and now this is the time that God said, okay, it's time for this to happen. Christ died for the ungodly. God sent Jesus at just the right time. God knew when Jesus needed to come because he saw our condition. And it says in verse 7, it says, For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though maybe for a good person one would dare to even to die. But God shows his love for us, his creation, even while we were still sinners. Christ died for us while we were still in our sins. We have not accepted Christ, but he loved us so much that he died while we were still in our sins. Therefore, in verse 9, there, since therefore we have now been justified. What does justified mean? It means to, justified simply means to be made right in the eyes of God. And we have been made right in the eyes of God by Jesus' blood, which more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. Do y'all realize that it is Jesus' shed blood that saves you from the wrath of God? When you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and for your, excuse me, I can't talk this one. When you accept Jesus Christ for your Lord and as your Savior, you are delivered from the wrath of God. That's God's anger upon man. And look at verse 10. It says, For while we were enemies to God, 
then we were reconciled to God by the death of his son. We were still his enemies because we had not accepted Jesus Christ. He said, but, when, but we were reconciled back to God by the death of his son. <clears throat> Much more now than we are reconciled shall we be saved by his life. We are now saved by the life, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. God showed his great love and mercy for us when he sent his son as our Savior. Listen to what Paul says that, that God did this. You know, he said that, that, that God sent his son while we were still sinners. Boy, you talk about love. That you would send your son into a vile bunch of people that didn't need you, they didn't ask for you, they didn't want you, but God says, I am sending my son because there is fixing to be a change made upon this earth. God did not wait for us to love him. We were in our worst condition when he sent his son. Oh, he chose to love us in our worst condition while we were still in our sins. You know, God had to love us because he says that he cannot look upon sin because sin, he has to turn his face from it. But he loved us so much because we are his creation. He said, can, can, can you imagine him saying, son, I need you to do something for me. We got a vile bunch of people living on this earth. And the only way that they can be brought back to me is through the shed blood of an innocent sacrifice, a pure, holy sacrifice, a sacrifice without sin, without blemish, without spot. Son, you're that lamb. And I can just see Jesus right now saying, Father, I will go. I love them too, and I want to see them. Out of their sins, I want to see them in heaven with us one day. You know, in Romans 8, 7, listen, it says, says that our sin made us hostile to God, made us angry at God. Actually, it made us an enemy of God, our sin. And then he goes on and says, we were enemies against God, and therefore, according to the scriptures, like we just read a while ago, we were destined for God's wrath. And that is one thing that we never want to be under is God's wrath. We do not want to fall into the hands of an angry God. It would be, it, it's going to be so bad during the tribulation. See, that's what the tribulation is. God is pouring out his wrath, his anger, upon men simply for the way that they treated his son through unbelief, mocking him, cursing him, just not even believing in him after Jesus went through what he went through on that cross. And God is angry. And the only way to satisfy God's anger is to believe Jesus Christ and, and to, to invite him to be your Savior. That will appease God's wrath in your life. What is the wrath of God? We've heard it and we've heard it. What is it? The wrath of God it simply means to be separated from the presence of God for all eternity and cast into the lake of fire for all eternity. And you know when that's going to happen? That's going to happen at the very last judgment. And, see, it's, going to, and it's what they call the great white throne judgment. This is where it's going to happen. You say, well, who's going to be judged? Who's going to be there? Who is it? Who's going to be judged? We just said the un. 
believer, the one that did not believe upon Jesus Christ as the Son of God that came and died for your sins. You've made fun of him. You've mocked him. You've laughed. You've you've just humiliated God. And now God's wrath is going to be poured out on those that have done this thing. And you say, well, well where, do you, where do you see that at? Look at John chapter 3, verse 36. He says, He that believes on the Son, if you believe upon Jesus as the Son of God, has everlasting life. But now listen. <clears throat> has everlasting And he who believes not on the Son shall not see life. Or he said he shall not see eternal life. But the wrath of God abides on him. The anger of God abides on you when you refuse Jesus. God's anger stays on that person for all eternity. But even while we're still in our sins and not able to do anything to help ourselves, God reached down to us because of his great love and made a way for us to be forgiven. Now you talk about love. This is love. That Jesus, what he did for us on that cross while we were still against him. We were still his enemies. And you ask, well, what did God do? What did God do? Jesus told us what what happened in his conversation with Nicodemus. Listen to this, you know. And you say, oh, I've heard this and heard this. Well, you're going to hear it again. It says in John 3.16, This is Jesus speaking. He's telling Nicodemus, For God so loved the world, do you realize you are the world? He said he he so loved the people of the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believes on him should not perish, should not be eternally separated from God, but have eternal life. Wow. Wow. Look at verse 17. We, we miss this a lot just when we read John 3, 16. We don't go on down. Look at verse 17. It says, For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world. No, Jesus did not come to condemn the world, but through him that the world might be saved. You're the world, that you might be saved by your belief and your faith in Jesus Christ. You can be saved. You can have eternal life. God is not asking you for a whole lot, but he gave a lot that you might be saved and have eternal life and to be with him for all eternity. God loves us more than what we can even imagine. Peter tells us, you know, that God does not want anyone to perish or to be punished, to be separated from him, to to be cast into that lake of fire, but for everyone to turn from their sins and come to Christ. That's what it's going to be. You're going to have to turn from your sins, accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. There is no other way. You know, in, in John 14, 6, Jesus is speaking. He says, For I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. And no man comes into the presence of God except he comes through me. In other words, Jesus is saying, You cannot come into the presence of God until you believe upon me as the Son of God that I died on that cross for your sins. I was buried and I rose that third day. When you can believe this and, and, and say that, you're saved. And you will have eternal life in heaven with my Father and myself. 
That is, you know, that's a pretty good deal. Can you think about what it's going to be like to be burned for all eternity? At a, it, it's just like being cast into a volcano. Except they say that, that the lake of fire is even hotter than a volcano. But, and it's for all eternity. You want to die, but you can't. Mm. I'm going to read this, 2 Peter 3, 9. Listen to what it says. That's what we were just talking about. It says, The Lord is not slack, or he's not slow, concerning his promise of him coming back and taking us unto himself. As some men count slackness or slowness, but God is long-suffering, or he's patient. He's got so much patience toward us, not willing that anyone should perish, but that all should come to repentance. That is God's desire for every one of us to turn from our sins, to come to Jesus Christ, accept him as our Lord and Savior, to cast those sins. You know, and God said that once you repent of those sins to me and you repent in your heart, that I will cast those sins as far as the east from the west and I'll never remember them against you again. They will not ever be brought back up. You're free of them. You're clear. You're set free. So I want to ask you something. Have you ever experienced the love of God? Have you really experienced the love of God and felt that love? It tells us in the Bible how to do this. It tells us how to kind of understand God's love and how to receive salvation. You know, I've, if, whether you believe it or not, because probably a lot of people hearing this, they're, they're saved, I hope. There's some hearing this that are not saved, that want to be saved, that want to accept Christ. But, and they said, well, how do I accept Christ? How do I, how, what do I have to do? Well, God told us in, the, in his word. Let's look at Romans Chapter 10, verses 9 through 10. And it tells us how to be saved. And it's very simple. You know, that is one thing about God. His love is so strong and so great that God made salvation so easy that even somebody like me, I can understand it. And he's made it simple so you can understand it. So listen to what God says, and this is what you must do to be saved. He says, if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, and shall believe in your heart. You know, that's really important right there. Believe in your heart. Not believe it in your mind because you heard somebody say it, but it's a feeling in your heart that I know, that I know, that I know that God loves me and that I am saved. But you shall believe in your heart that Jesus was raised from the dead, that God raised him from the dead. You shall be saved. You have to believe that Jesus died for your sin and then God raised him from the dead. When Jesus was raised from the dead, he was just simply showing you that you also, when you die in this earthly body, you shall be raised back up and you'll be in heaven with me. Look at verse 10. It says, For with the heart, with the heart, man believes unto righteousness. <coughs> And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. You mean I have to say it out loud? Well, you know, in the Bible, 
It says that Jesus said, if you will not confess me before men, if you'll be, I will not confess you before the Father who is in heaven. Or if you will be ashamed of me before men on earth, that I shall be ashamed of you before the Father who is in heaven. So if we're not ashamed of Jesus, it shouldn't bother you at all to confess with your mouth, Jesus Christ, I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe that you died, and I believe on that third day that you was raised from the dead, and I too also shall be raised for my faith in you. You know, and I know maybe somebody's out there thinking, well, that sounds so good, but you know, I have so much wrong in my life. God can never forgive me and save me. Well, that's where you're wrong. You know, God probably, probably, I guess God probably knew somebody would say something like this. So he threw in a verse here that I want to, I want to read. Very simple. It's Romans 10, 13. Now listen. For whosoever, you or whosoever, it don't make a difference who you are, what you've done. If you will confess with your heart, God will forgive you. It says, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I love this verse. Whosoever. Whosoever, whosoever, like I said, it don't make a difference where you've been, what you've done, or anything else. If you will confess with your heart, God will remove all that from you. He will take away your sins, and he'll never bring them up again. He'll never remember your former life. So I just want to say something. If you've never received Jesus into your heart, would you do that today? Because you're not promised tomorrow. And the way things are looking, I don't even know if there will be a tomorrow. Are you, have you accepted Christ? If you haven't, you need to do that. You need to do it simply to keep out of hell, to believe in your heart. Because without Jesus, your destiny is a lake of fire. It's a lake of fire. If you need to receive Jesus into your life, I want to ask you to do something. Would you pray this prayer with me today? Would you pray this right now? Lord Jesus, I confess with my mouth, you are Lord. And I believe in my heart that God raised you from the dead. So by my faith in you as a son of God, then God's word says, I am forgiven and now I am saved and my name was just written down in the Lamb's book of life for all eternity. Lord God, thank you for your forgiveness in saving me. You know, God's love is great and he wants every one of us to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. I hope some of the things I've said this morning that you got down in your heart I hope if there's somebody out there that maybe have heard this, if you're not saved, please, this was just for you. God knew you'd be listening. He knew you would be listening. So he said, Bill, this is what I want you to do today. I've got somebody out there I love, but they don't know my son. I've just told you about him. I've told you about God's great love, and there's only one way, one way, that you can receive that love of God, and that's through Jesus Christ. Just like I said a while ago, Jesus said, For I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man can come to the Father except through me. And that's by believing who I am, that I am the Son of God, that I came, I died for man's sins, and I rose that third day, and now I am sitting at the right hand of the Father in heaven. 
If you can believe that, praise God you're saved and you have eternal life. If something happened to you, just right after you said this, right after you accepted Christ, there's no waiting period. You were immediately saved and you will immediately come into the presence of God for all eternity. I love y'all. And that's why I bring some of these messages I bring. It's because of love. I know God's love. I felt it. And I want you to feel it. I want you to know that God loves you. So I'm going to close out. But I just did this was something that was really on my mind and uh, I wanted to share it with you. I hope somebody out there said yes to Jesus Christ today. If you did, praise God, it's all worth it. It's all worth it if, you, if somebody said yes to Jesus. So let us pray and we're going to close out. Father God, I thank you for this day. I thank you for anybody out there that's heard your message. And Lord, if there was somebody out there that heard your message that did not know how to be saved, Lord, if they repeated this prayer and they asked Jesus into their heart, Lord, I praise your holy name. I thank you right now and ask your blessings upon them people that they said yes to you today. I know you have just now written their names down in the Lamb's Book of Life. Lord, they are saved. They are destined for heaven. Thank you, Father, for your love and for your mercy. Thank you for loving us. Lord, and anybody out there that's hearing this, I ask your blessings upon them. Bless them, Lord. Meet their needs. I know things going on in this world today, a lot of us have needs. Lord, I'm asking you to bless them, and above all things, let them know, Lord, it was you that blessed them because of your great love for them. And I pray these things in Jesus' precious name. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, I will see you all next Wednesday. God bless you. Have a great day. And just remember, God loves you and I love you. See you next Wednesday.